What if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. Okay, okay. I am excited, my friends. This is Mike Walker with you on another episode of the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast. I have a special guest, a very special guest, a VIP, if you will, in the world of the Modern Day Consultant Program, our top tier program here at the Wealthy Consultant. And she is the queen of all things branding. And I'm really, really excited to have her on today because we're going to be talking about a topic that a lot of people probably think they understand and they're like, yeah, I got this. But I think we're going to actually scrape away some of that thought and discover some new elements to the brands, the whole philosophy and and everything that's uh, connected to it. So Vigil, I am so happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Yay. I'm excited to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just start off at the top. Obviously let's, let's do a little quick, you know, introduction. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? All that good stuff. Like let's get them up to speed first and then we'll build off that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, first let's clarify how to say my name since most people butcher it. So my name is Bijou Patel. I am the founder and CEO of Launch. We've been in business for over four years now, three of which we have been doing branding for online businesses. And where this comes from is I had 13 years as a commercial interior designer doing big, big projects for Fortune 500 companies like Johnson Johnson, Bank of America, CBRE, like household names. And what I learned through that process is that these enormous Fortune 500 companies like Tesla or Google, they understand the power of branding and online businesses didn't understand how to do that. So through our flagship program, Brandfluencer, I've been able to take all of that knowledge, decades, that creates billions for those companies and turn it into an almost scientific method for businesses online to be able to utilize branding and brand strategy, which is far beyond just a logo or color psychology. So that's who we are, what we do. I live in Texas and we serve everyone from the US to the UK to Canada and those type of um, places. So excited to be here. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And you nailed it. And that, that's kind of, I I've, you know, definitely spent some time in the graphic design space and done some brand development stuff in the past, in the past life, if you will. Um, and yeah. I am a hundred percent aligned with you that so many people just think, oh yeah, brand, you know, logo and colors, you know, maybe a slogan. And, and that's kind of like where they, where they leave it, you know, and they yeah. don't necessarily understand the imperative nature, the mission critical nature of having alignment with everything that goes on. And I know we'll dive into this a little bit in terms of all the things you've done, um, even for the wealthy consultant brand, you've helped us like formulate our identity, um, on so many different layers. Uh, and, and it, I mean, it's transformative, like what you did with the brand, how it's now presented even down to our podcast, you know, graphic and all the things that go along, you know, it's, it's gotta be cohesive across all platforms. And you did, you and your team did a phenomenal job, by the way. So yes. thank you for that. Um, so let's kind of talk, you know, today's, t- uh, you know, title, if you will, is building a brand that lasts strategies for long-term success. So when we say that building a brand that lasts, what does, what comes to mind for you? 
You have to have a strategy that actually underpins and is the right foundation for the entire purpose of the brand. So most people, let's start with what it's not. It's not having consistent colors and your logo that looks the same across all platforms. So a lot of people get confused and they think, hey, I'm so incongruent. I look sloppy. I look inconsistent across all the platforms. They identify it with something visual. Like, I think my colors are off. I think we're using the logo wrong. And while that's important, it's like 10% important. The piece that actually matters that starts to build empires and global brands is related to the strategy. Is your mission super clear? Is your vision, like, is your vision cast across an entire organization? And is everyone on the team updated and clear on how that informs business decisions, strategic decisions, hires, and culture, and all of that and beyond? And so when people don't understand that that's the foundational element of whether this business is going to live or it's going to die, that's the problem between, okay, is this brand going to proliferate and succeed? Or are you going to turn into a business that then relies on transactions to survive? Mm, yeah, well put. <clears throat> well put for sure. Um, so, I mean, I would say most people are aw- you know, aware of and probably would agree to the importance of having a mission statement and things like that. I know, you know, I've been building businesses for over two decades and I will admit in my earlier goings ons, it wasn't necessarily that I would uh, say, okay, before I do anything else, I'm going to create a mission statement. And yet nowadays I would start there. Like I wouldn't even lift a finger on any other element before I have absolute clarity of my mission statement. Like what's the why behind everything that we're going to do. Um, so is, is that the right? Am I going down the right path on that? Because that's kind of how I would operate nowadays. You would. And where most people end up going wrong is that they think that they're going to fill out some kind of spreadsheet and they're going to like, they're going to win because they're like wrote out their mission statement once, but it's not correct. It didn't actually pull on exactly what this business stood for, who they serve, what it didn't differentiate properly. And so it ends up being weak and it leaves dusty in a worksheet somewhere. Like the people who come to me, are like, hey, yeah, I filled out a brand worksheet. I did it as part of a program I, I was I was in. They gave it to me. And I'm mm. like, some kind of biz op program, coaching program you're in online, and you fill out a spreadsheet once, doesn't mean you have the right mission. So just like having the right offer and having it actually dialed in will create ROI on top of ROI, the mission has to be, it's like, it's like one sentence that is super powerfully packed, that's memorable, it's inspiring, it carries the entire brand to the next level, and it's something that should last for years upon years. You can tweak it in time, but it is, for most people, Mike, it's so vanilla that it doesn't inspire anybody. And here's the test. Ask your team to recite what your mission statement is for your company and see how many people can actually get it right. Yeah. Well put. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. So what are some strategies for building a strong and enduring brand? Like what are just some, I know that's a broad topic, but just, are there any things that our listeners could kind of check off in their mind is going, okay, I'm going down the right path on this, or maybe, Ooh, you know, maybe I need to implement this. Yeah, totally. So I would start with vision first. And so vision is the North star of the brand. And like, that is what's going to, you're going to look to that and you're going to use that as a guiding point. The compass is more like making day-to-day decisions, quarterly decisions, weekly decisions, like 
potentially what are our marketing campaigns? What are we rolling out this month? What promotion are we going to do? That's more marketing. It's a compass, but you always use the North star to get people excited. Is your team excited? Is your prospects excited? Are your clients excited? Are you excited? So that sets the tone for a lot of times when, for let's give an example of this. When people start to fall out of love with their offer, most of the time it's because they're not in alignment with what their brand really is meant to be. So they don't know their soul's purpose. So when they come out and you're thinking about energy and we all know, we all believe in TWC money is energy. They don't have the energy because they're not actually excited about what they're selling. They're just selling the next thing. So getting into true, clear HD, high definition focus of what your vision is, is so important. When people come to me and they have like two sentences, a paragraph of a vision they wrote at the beginning in January of some year, it you, you know that that isn't a fully baked cake. And so you need help being able to extract that out. So the easiest thing you could do if you want to do it yourself is like sit with a notebook and spend an hour working on your vision and then repeat, look at the vision every day and do a deep dive on it on a quarterly basis. Every quarter, you should be digging into your vision, clarifying and seeing where the new opportunities and excitements lie. If you don't have excitement about what you're building, it will fall apart on you and it'll be short term flash in the pan, like direct response. Let me sell something here. And that's why we see in the online space, people are almost schizophrenic. Like let's call it like it is. It's not shiny object syndrome. It is schizophrenia about your offer and people cannot stick to something because it never had that soul depth feeling that kept that entrepreneur grounded and excited at the same time. That's the number one thing. That's really the difference, isn't it? And you can, I mean, I would say most people, maybe not all, but definitely a big chunk of the market can just smell that a mile away. Like you're just pitching the newest idea that you just had last week while you're sitting by the pool somewhere versus this is obviously your life's work. This is what you're on the planet. You know, there's a very significant difference to yeah. all that. So yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, in terms of tips for creating a consistent and memorable brand experience, I'm just looking at my notes here and I felt like consistency is an element and memorable is also another element. Those two keywords, consistent and memorable. What comes to your mind with, when we talk about those two words and, and how it relates to the overall brand strategy? I think uh, when you're thinking about consistency, you want to think about building trust with the marketplace. So that could include your visuals, again, something tangible, easier to see. Like, do you have the right team you're working with that enforces your brand guidelines and make sure every new thing that you come out with, anything you're promoting, anything you're selling, any like, you know, course membership site, whether you're throwing an event, Um, whether you're just promoting something, it needs to all come across like it has the same hand in terms of the visual branding assets. So we got to clarify something that the logo is only one piece of the umbrella of a brand visual asset library. You need to think of it that way. So it's not just the logo. It's going to be the logo, how the fonts are putting together, the colors, how, what is the type and style of imagery that's used? What are the feelings that come with the brand? So when people think about consistency, they want to feel like they know you. So imagine a person, right? Like Mike, you and me have known each other now for at least over a year, if not two, I think at this point in time, Mm -hmm. like between one and two years, 
We have a rapport that's built because we're used to being consistent with one another. We know, hey, I can expect her to kind of look like this. Maybe this is dress up. This is dress down version. I kind of expect her to talk like this. Here's her general energy level. Here's a sense of humor. So the same way that you build relationships with people, which is easier for us to imagine, that's the exact same way you're going to think about are how are you building a relationship from your brand to these people? So you want to make sure that you're coming across consistent in the visual appearance of the brand by utilizing your assets in the right way. But you also want to make sure is your tone of voice correct, right? Like it's something we worked on with Taylor a lot. What's your personal brand's tone of voice? Okay, that's this. Here's the wealthy consultant's tone of voice. These are two different things. So that, does that make sense as it relates to consistency? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a perfect segue too, is let's maybe share some of the insights of the the evolution, the journey that we took the Wealthy Consultant brand on. I mean, I would love to hear from your perspective where it started, what you saw as an expert in your space, what it looked like to you at the very beginning, and now where we are today. Like, let's maybe talk through that because obviously not everybody's seen that type of, you know, maybe they haven't been privy to that evolution. So I would, I would yeah. love to go into that a little bit. Well, it started with, uh, Taylor being like, I don't think I need a brand. Like I've always, I've built businesses to 40 million with just a logo. We did it in house. And it was like a super candid conversation. And my response back was simply this. I'm like, you built it to 40 million, but you could have taken it to 400 million. Had you done the brand right? And then he was pretty much like, all right, sign me up. <laughs> like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do. And right. so he was really surprised that this was not a graphic design activity. And as we went through it and I said, we're going, this is going to take hard work. Like we're going to go deep here and it's going to be uncomfortable. We're going to go like, you might be used to doing things a certain way, but we are so focused on you as the founder, plus the brand as an actual its own asset that should be separate from the founder. We're going to go like we're scuba diving and we're going a hundred feet deep. And it's through that discovery process, which we call the brand 360. Who is the owner? What is their story? Why does this brand exist? Tell me your mission that you currently have. Tell me the vision you currently have. What's the IP for this? Have we developed a tagline? What does that look like? What should be slogans that go on t-shirts and hats and collateral that's more, you know, that fits with like the fun vibes or something that's cool or casual? And what should actually represent the brand and what should the timeline be? So we went into all of that and that exploration of like the exact reason this brand exists, how is it differentiated from every other brand out there? How do we position this in the online space by using big dogs that are in the consulting world like McKenzie and co and say, how do we take the model they've built some of those aspirational pieces, but bring it to the online space with the entire portfolio that Taylor had on deck without having Taylor be the main figure in TWC. So we went through the messaging piece. What should you say? What are the hooks? Why is the content on the organic marketing? Why is that off? We went through the positioning of why is this different than everything else in the online space? And how is this different to big dog companies, Fortune 500 companies? Uh, we went through core behaviors and we elevated them. So even when you have a good starting point, which makes it easier, it doesn't mean we've dialed them into the next level. So one of the things we did 
is we took the core values that were there and we turned them into core behaviors. So we took out any of the languaging that sort of sounded like do or die and like you're going to walk the plank on the ship and we created something that was really aspirational so that the overall tone of the brand was positive. So after we finished all of that, when we looked back and we did the visuals, the visuals made complete sense and fit like a custom glove. And so everything across the portfolio, and Taylor says this too, is now I don't ever have to worry about having to rebrand in the future because we didn't do it right to begin with. And his yeah. confidence level in somebody who's like, I don't give a shit about branding, turning into wow, this is so important because I'm excited and I am proud of every landing page, every funnel, every ad, every course, every event we put out there. I'm proud of it now and I'm excited because it's beautiful and it finally represents the feelings of the brand that he knew in his heart and as an expert copywriter and marketer, but he didn't know how to utilize branding and brand strategy to be able to let other people in the market know what TWC was all about. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it truly was, I, I came on board, I guess, right before, or at least during, you know, that process that you were working with Taylor in getting everything ramped up for the brand. And, um, I remember, you know, I think he even asked me like, Hey, what do you think about should we be doing this? And I was like a thousand percent. Yes, because yeah. you're going to have to do it eventually. And the, it's so hard to do it later down the road, you know, trying to re reconfigure and reface a brand that's already been around for a long time and establish its own organic, you know, market influenced, uh, appearance versus going yeah. to market with a clear, just strategy, messaging, branding, you know, all of it on deck, like all queued up is just very significantly different and it shows in every little detail now it's it's really impressive and, and i think one of the things that was the most challenging working with twc is that taylor's copywriting is so strong and to be able to find the 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 five percent gap that needed to be tweaked and tuned it's like like the smallest drip in the roof of like a five hundred thousand square foot building to be like, where is that little drip happening to be able to examine and look across all of the different content and find a path forward to say, this is the TWC brand. So the entire team, Mike, yourself, Gabriel, like Dane, everyone who's a key member of the TWC brand can feel, Hey, we can emulate this tone of voice because it's Hours. It's not just Taylor. And a lot of people run into this. I mean, ask Tony Robbins. Couldn't sell his business because the entire business was focused around Tony Robbins. If you want to have a sellable asset as an actual brand, you need to make sure that it's decentralized from the owner. And then that then asks the question, well, they've been the face of the brand. How do we accurately and you know, adequately replace the founder so there's still a star in the constellation of stars, but it's not like the team is second rate in, in comparison to the founder. And I have to give you kudos, Mike, you've really stepped up and been able to adapt all of that with your own organic posting as you're a partner in the brain now. And you can, and it sounds to me, from what I've observed at least, you feel like, oh, I get this brand. I understand it. I know how I should talk about the brand in a way that makes sense under the umbrella that all of us are building um, in relation to the message we want to get out to our market. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just pure testament to your help in developing the culture codex, you know, the mission, the values, everything that we go over. We have these quarterly offsites that Taylor, myself, Gabriel, and you know, everybody does the exec team. And, you know, once a quarter we get together and we, we review them top to bottom first before we go and start making decisions. Cause like you said, um, these are our, our North stars, you know, that that's what we align all decision-making on. And I think that would be one suggestion I'd really like to impress upon our listeners here is that if you don't have the culture codex built out for your business, the mission statement and absolute clarity as to who you are, how you represent, what are the, the ethos and the ethics of your organization? If those are not literally like written in stone, then every decision, you know, every challenge, every new thing that comes along in the marketplace or economic waves that we incur is going to feel like a tidal wave of, of uncertainty because you don't have anything stable. So like your mission, your values, all those things that are in stone, that's your that's your lighthouse. You know, that's the anchor yeah. that keeps you grounded and, and in line with your mission, long-term mission without getting rocked by the, you know, the seas of uncertainty, um, that happen day to day as entrepreneurs. Right. So like we yeah. always use those and we've done that before we've been in a meeting. Well, should we do this? Should we do that? And we go, well, stop, let's just stop talking about it. Let's go look at what are our values? What is the mission statement of the brand? You read it and yeah. you're like, oh, well now the decision's made because it's not in alignment with that. So done next, yeah. you know, it makes decision yeah. making so much easier when you have these things in place. So I know that um, you, you could go on and on about that, but as we wrap up, so uh, could you just share your experience? I, I feel like you have a, a great, um, you know, you have a long-term relationship with Taylor, with the brands that he's built over time. Um, just anything that you would say about Modern Day Consultant, you know, our program there, the Wealthy Consultant as a company as a whole, anything that just comes to mind that you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap? Yeah, yeah, Totally. I mean, I think that you, you have to, when you're looking at what community you want to be a part of, you need to look at who, not just the quote unquote leader or the guru. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. And while I am a big advocate publicly uh, and privately of Taylor, because I know what he's capable and the genius he has and what he's put out to the marketplace, most people don't actually analyze who the other members are in the group. And when you think about it, Warren Buffett's statement, your network is your net worth. Mm. People are sleeping on joining masterminds, whether it's TWC or whoever's group you want to join. If you are not using and connecting with and providing value to the other 50% of what's important about a mastermind at minimum with connecting with other people and growing, you're not making the decision in a smart way. So I just want to like, I just want to focus on that as a piece to say, as you're making a decision, where do you get value from? What is the right decision? Um, which is a question I get all the time with being in the space and being, you know, affiliated with Taylor and being, you know, friends with them over a close period of time is after a while, you have to be able to make your own decision by saying, Hey, I've looked at, I've looked at Taylor. I've looked at the team. I've looked at the other members. And here is where I actually sit in terms of my evaluation. And I believe if I'm around this group of people, a rising tide lifts all shifts, and I will be a part of that. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that people don't talk about. They just rave about the brand. They, rev- they rave about the leader. And from there, they're like, oh, I made this much money. But no one actually thinks about who are you going to become as a person 
when you're surrounded by the other people in the group. And I think that's the difference between, are you building a business that lasts for decades or are you just a flash in the pan type of success? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree on well, the nature of your associations for sure. Um, <clears throat> fantastic. So how can people learn more about you and your brand? Let's get them there. I want to make sure that they have yeah. access to you. Totally. Um, well, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's just Bijal, B-I-J-A-L dot launch. And so we've got a Facebook group. We also have my personal page where I put out a lot of content daily. Um, or you can check us out on our website, which is www.welaunch.design. So we have a lot of cool stuff on there, um, but we're really active in terms of our personal brand. So people can check us out and get more information so that are actually utilizing brand strategy in the right way. Yeah. And that for everybody listening, I would absolutely suggest that you reach out to, to Bijol because what she's done for the wealthy and soul brand has been incredible, totally incredible. So thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you and um, really, really looking forward to, I'll see you in the next, you know, threads that we post inside the group. And I'll of course see you at the next live flying that we do all that good stuff. So um, great to have you here and uh, blessings, everybody have a great day. And uh, we'll look forward to the next episode of the wealthy consultant podcast. Awesome. Bye guys. Bye.